the Kings, I think, will very much be in the mix in the Pacific Division to get into what's been going on in Los Angeles since the offseason began. Happy and thrilled to welcome in the president of the Los Angeles Kings, Luke Robitaille, on the point. Luke, always great to talk. What's going on? Hey, I'm doing okay. How you doing? Not bad. Better than I can ask for. And I, I bet you're pretty happy um, out there in L.A. with uh, everything that has uh, been able to get accomplished uh, since the offseason began. I mean, you bring in Philippe Deneau, you bring in uh, Victor Arvidsson, got a lot of interesting young players coming up the pipeline. Um, is this as good a start to the offseason as you could have hoped for in L.A.? Yeah, you know, when we finished the season and Rob Blake and his group, you know, they talked about the you know, adding some players that could that could help us make a difference, and at the same time, giving us an opportunity to be patient with our kids, making sure that uh, you know we get guys that could be good mentors for them. And uh, so we're we're very happy with uh, the players that we've added, and at the same time, we understand now that's going to give us a chance to to give the right opportunity to our young guys to fill in our roster. Yeah, see, that's the critical thing, right? And you understand it as well as anybody. It's so important not to rush young players into the league. And your cupboard is well-stocked, right? With guys like Quentin Byfield and Alex Turcott, guys that project to be real, legit players in this league, but they're 18 years age, uh, of age, 20 years of age. The last thing you want to do, right, is rush them into the lineup um, to put them in a position where they where they can't succeed right off the hop. And I think in bringing in a guy like Philippe Dano, as you pointed out, it really provides some insulation to some of those young guys where they can come along at their pace as opposed to just throwing them into the deep end exactly i mean you know doing our homework like everybody's doing their homework we know a guy like philip or or victor or alex adler like they're 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 players that will help and support uh, the young players that we have coming up in the next few years and uh, you know, there's one thing they say, like, uh, there's been a few teams, not a lot, but there's been a few teams sometimes that got punished for rushing a young player in, but no one's ever really gotten in trouble for taking their time and doing it right with a young player, you know? <laughs> so it has happened. The guy's been rushed too too quickly, but usually if you take your time, they end up uh, having a great long career. Well, let's talk about uh, Philippe Deneau, and we're with the president of the Los Angeles Kings, Luke Robitaille. Uh, obviously, uh, he's somebody that you targeted once the, the offseason began, made a significant commitment to him, six-year deal at $5.5 million. He's not a guy that produces a lot of offense, but man, was he effective in that uh, run for the Canadians to a Stanley Cup final in terms of how much he was able to keep uh, the guy he was going up against in check and off the scoreboard. Um, why do you place such value, obviously, in the commitment that you made to him in a guy like Philippe Deneau and the role that he plays on a, on a contending team? Well, you know, we have Andre Kopitar, that's one of the best, and, you know, him and Bergeron, two of the best centers in the league to play 200-foot game. And for us, you have the opportunity to have a top-five center to play a 200-foot game like Philippe Deneau. We really feel it makes our team stronger. At the same time, you know, having Philippe will, will probably be able to not give a break to Kopi because he's always going to want to play, but we might be able to play Kopi in more offensive minutes. You won't have to take every face-off in our end. that can play every key penalty-killing minute. So it's going to give him a little bit of a break. And, and it, 
you know, it might it might help him uh, get a, a few more points and and help us. And 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 that being said, you know, we we got kids like Villardi, Turcotte, and Byfield. For them to learn, you know, from Anza and Philippe Dano, and and we know Philippe too is really good for young guys. He he comes to work every day, does does what needs to be done to be a, a real pro, and and we think for our locker room that's going to be really good. I understand that you were uh, really involved yourself, Luke, in the uh, pitch to Philippe and the recruitment process, and that uh, you were able to have a conversation with Philippe in his native tongue, in French, uh, that really went a long way in convincing him that, you know what, uh, hey, L.A. is a place that I really want to come to. How much do you think that helped, uh, that you were able to, uh, to relate to him, uh, speak to him in French, and really convey what it's uh, like to be an L.A. king to him? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I really don't know, but you know, I'm like, the guy grew up in Victoriaville, my parents, you know, have been living right at the city next, next to it. So it was kind of an easy one. And by the way, this is where, this is where poutine in that area started. So we had to share some poutine stories, <laughs> but uh, it, it, you know, for, for, for me, it, it's more like the fit into our team. I think, uh, he, he understood that, that Todd McClellan went and talked to him about it and Rob, I mean, it, we didn't have a lot of time because it was quick. I mean, it was like, uh, right after the nine o'clock, uh, you know, buzzer went and, uh, that's when, uh, we were able to talk to him and, uh, we kind of told them what the vision of our team and what the direction of our team was and was going and the fit that could be. And, uh, and I think he was comfortable with that. You know, when he heard us talk about like the homework we had done on him as a person and a player and what he could do for our, our organization. With uh, Luke Robitaille, president of the Los Angeles Kings. Hey, if you grew up where poutine was uh, was created, that's a pretty good spot to be. What's the poutine situation like in L.A., by the way, Luke? It's got to be something you really miss uh, being in L.A. as opposed they, to being they, home. They, yeah, there's a couple of places, people from Quebec that move here, they try to do it, but the problem is they can't get the right cheese. Yeah, it's that's curds, the biggest, right? The biggest problem is, yeah, the curd cheese is, is not here, so... So that's always a little bit different, but but they they try they try their best, and every once in a while we'll give it a try, but never quite the same as going back home. No, anytime I order poutine and they just put like uh, grated mozzarella on top, I'm like, ah, that's yeah. not going to be quite good no, enough. It's a bit disappointing. Uh, with Luke Robitaille, um, one of the issues that your team had last year, Luke, was that, uh, quote, let's be honest, you had a hard time shooting it in the net uh, on a regular basis, 27th in the league in goals four. Uh, obviously, you've got to be sound defensively in order to be a contending team, but you also have to be able to shoot it in the net every now and again. Do you think you've made uh, enough progress in that area to help solve some of those issues? Yeah, I mean, Victor is going to definitely bring a different aspect to to our wings. I mean, you, you, it's kind of funny when you, when you add one or two guys and it moves, it slots everyone at the right place. I think that will make a big difference. I mean, at the same time, we have some really high-end scores coming in our young players. I'm not saying they're going to start the year with us. I don't know when they're going to play, but we know those kids are going to come in and they're going to help us fill the net. And uh, so it's important though, that when they come in, they play the right way because, uh, you know, we saw in the playoffs, it is important to score goals, but it's very important to keep them out, out of your net. And you're going to win a lot of games that way when you play. A hundred percent. 
Hundred percent. If you're playing fire wagon hockey, as you know, you just you can get through the regular season, but it's hard in the playoffs to go uh, to go on a long run. Uh, speaking of the playoffs in the Pacific Division next year, and Luke, when I look at this division, I mean, I see Vegas as a team that I'm I'm pretty confident if I had to to place a bet that they'll they'll be in the top three. Uh, but after that. Um, do you see it the same way as I do, is that there's a lot of opportunity for a team to put it together early on in the season and to, to be in the mix for a playoff spot, uh, including your own group uh, down the stretch? Yeah, that's our goal. I mean, you know, everything we've been doing for the last few years, being ultra patient and accumulating uh, great, great young players and young assets and so forth, it's to, to build our team to give us a chance to win the Cup in the future. But the only way you really learn to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs is you got to play in the playoffs. So that's our goal to get in there and let's see what happens. We, you know, as we saw this year, you never know how far you could get when when the, the momentum is your way. But that that's our goal next year is to to be a playoff team and and then and then by the time you're in, then you, you'll see where where you end up. But but for sure, if you if you end up losing or in playing a round or two, your young players will learn really what it takes to sacrifice to, to go further in the future, too. 100%. Unless you get that experience, it's really difficult to understand uh, what it takes to, to go on long runs. And you can talk about it, but uh, as you know, the best experience is getting there. Just a couple of more for you, Luke, before I let you go. Um, the last couple of weeks no in the NHL, in terms of, uh, of off-season movement, has been absolutely bananas. Really, uh, I think the weekend leading up to uh, the day you had to have the protected lists in for the expansion draft, up until really uh, e- even today, it's been not just day by day, but almost hour by hour big news coming down the pipe. What have you made of, of just the wild off-season of activity league-wide so far? Well, I, I, think, uh, I think last year, you know, was such an unknown uh, season, and when we had the off-season and I think everybody knew, like, it, it was really hard. I mean, to you had to run a team, and uh, there was no revenue coming in. And this year, I think we're, we're hoping everything is coming back to normal. And, and w- with that, I think a lot of teams and even owners, you know, and, and managers are saying, okay, now let's really make sure we build our team to – what we foresee it's going to be. And we all understand, uh, you know, except for a few teams on the, uh, you know, on the east side of the United States, okay, you know, a lot of our fans didn't even care. We only had 2,500 fans that were allowed to come. So they're coming back this year. And so that's why I think a lot of teams were willing to, to make moves because knowingly that, you know, you, you think you're getting back to some type of normalcy. 